Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of The Greek's Gridiron. It is June 10th, 2021. I am Ethan Hrissadulu, and today you guys are actually getting a pre-recorded episode of The Greek's Gridiron. We are doing a power ranking special. I am currently away on vacation in Florida right now, so enjoying myself for the next few days. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing a live show come Monday or not, so just kind of stay tuned for that. Um, you guys will definitely know earlier in the day if I put up the, uh, you know, like the, the, I usually put up like a warning two or three hours to give yourselves a reminder if you want to watch the live show. So you guys will see that on YouTube if it's happening. If not, it'll probably be something pre-recorded as well. I do get back Monday morning, uh, kind of later in the morning. I don't know. It just depends on how fatigued I am and everything. So haven't decided yet, but pre-recorded episode today. Power Rankings Edition. We are talking the AFC West, which uh, is looking very interesting going into the 2021 season. We have obviously the Chiefs who are kind of just locked and reloaded, ready to go for another run at the Super Bowl. The Chargers, the Broncos have a lot to like about them, um, but there are a few question marks here and there that might prevent them from making the playoffs or might end up making them into a legitimate playoff contender. The Raiders are another team that has a lot of question marks as well, so a lot to talk about. We're going to be ordering them from worst to first, so without further ado, let's get started. So to my left, you guys will see the teams pop up as I rank them and I'll kind of give you guys insight as to why I am putting them where I am and to be honest with you all this this is tough I've been doing these already and um, I've done the AFC South I've done the AFC North and this is a lot more difficult than I realized because there's a lot to like about some of the teams there's things to dislike about them and there's a lot of unknown factors as well so you kind of you really have to like sit down and really think this whole thing out so without further ado the number four team in the AFC West and uh, Raider Nation. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and throw you guys right there at the bottom of number four. Um, this was probably the easiest decision of the four teams when it came to deciding who was going to be in this spot. Um, you know, there's a lot of negativity on their draft class. The questioning of the drafting of Alex Leatherwood in the first round, also drafting three safeties uh, with some, with, uh, you know, that's almost like half of their picks that they had out of the seven, you know, so a lot of questions for this team in terms of the draft class. They weren't graded really well by a lot of people. Uh, I myself personally don't look at the draft class too, too highly. I don't want to say it's the worst, but I've seen some people say it is the worst amongst the NFL. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, a lot of questionable stuff going on with their draft class there. On top of that, they're going through a complete rework of the offensive line. And to me, you know, the offensive line is where everything starts on the offensive side of the football. And, you know, I don't know how I I feel about Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, all those guys being gone. So a lot to work with as far as the offensive line is concerned. Obviously, they, they addressed it with Alex Leatherwood and some signings, but I don't know. It, it, there's just... A, when it comes to reworking the O-line, that can be really tricky, and it can also be really detrimental. So it's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on for the Raiders as we head into the 2021 season. On top of that, one of the biggest reasons that I'm kind of unsure about how the Raiders are going to be going forward is because at this point, I think we're... Uh, I think it's now four years or five years into the John Gruden, Mike Mayock experiment they've got going on there. And it almost feels like we got hit with like a half sort of rebuild and reset for the Raiders. And I just don't know 
if this is really working at this point. So there's a lot of question marks. And just for me personally, and I have no like knock towards the Raiders or anything like that. There's no bias or anything. It's just based off of how I've looked at it and how I, cause I followed that. Cause I remember when John Gruden got signed and Mike Mayock was considered, you know, a, a you know, a renowned analyst with, and everyone assumed he would be a great GM. So there's just so many things that are, are being left into question. And I just don't know how I feel about the Raiders organization as a whole. So, I have to put you guys at number four. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to ignore some of the positives. You did go after Yannick and Gakwe, so you have that. Casey Hayward's another solid signing. So some good pieces to add to the defense. You know, we need to see production from some of the previous draft picks, this year's class, and it, ultimately the offense is really going to boil down to just how this reworked offensive line is going to be able to handle itself going forward. So there's just a lot of question marks for me, and, and I had a hard time really justifying putting them any higher than the number four spot. Now, moving into number three, I would say two and three was kind of a toss-up for me, but I, I leaned towards more more one team than I did another, but, uh, at the number three spot, uh, in Denver, I love you guys, but I'm going to put you at number three. The reason being is mainly that quarterback situation. It is a very big question mark. Uh, I have, you know, during the draft grade video I did for Denver, I'm very high on, or I was very high on Drew Locke. Now I'm kind of like, eh, is he really the guy or not? Especially since they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be able to step up and make something happen with, you know, the pieces that they have in Denver? Granted, I would say that, and this is, I'm saying this in a sense that he lost Christian McCaffrey last year to injury, so we didn't really get to see that Panthers offense, you know, fire at all cylinders when McCaffrey was out. So he's going into almost like a better situation in terms of everyone's going to be healthy. You have Javante Williams, you know, Jerry Judy's up and coming, Cortland Sutton. You have a really solid group of skill position people. So if Teddy Bridgewater is the starter, uh, he's looking at a really solid opportunity to put in some really good work and maybe even show up for Denver. I, I, and, and that's not me predicting that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. I'm just talking in the sense of if Teddy Bridgewater ends up being the starter. So, you know, on top of that, they have some solid free agent signings I want to mention besides the Bridgewater signing. Um, Bobby Massey, Kyle Fuller's a really good one for that defensive backfield. Ronald Darby. Uh, and then on top of that, their losses were really minimal. They didn't lose anyone that played more than 46% of their snaps and that one person that was was Elijah Wilkinson who they essentially replaced with the signing of Bobby Massey so they, they didn't really lose anyone super significant from the roster in terms of playing time uh, and on top of that they did a good job replacing what they lost and then their draft class is very top heavy Patrick Sertain I mean that defensive backfield with Kyle Fuller um, you know and, and depending on how Ronald Darby ends up playing out too. And then Patrick Sertain, I mean, my goodness, that defensive backfield. And then you also have Justin Simmons way out in the back. Like you guys are locked and loaded on the DB side. So, and this is where I was kind of like, man, Denver's defense with Von Miller coming back, Bradley Chubb, like, things could look really good for Denver defensively and offensively. But there's just a lot of ifs, ands, or buts that kind of prevented me from putting them in the number two spot. But I really like how Denver's looking and Denver could easily, easily be the number two team on this list now other than that we have two more spots remaining the number two slot uh i'm not gonna go for any shock value here i'm not gonna bs you guys i'm putting the chargers at number two so 
obviously you Chiefs fan know where you guys are going to go, but stick around, kind of he- hear me out. And, and for you Chargers fans that are wondering maybe why I'm knocking you guys or maybe counting you out if you think you guys might have a shot to take down the Chiefs, uh, I am with you on that. They have a very strong draft class where Sean Slater should be holding it down for the next 10 years for them, protecting Justin Herbert, who looked phenomenal last season. Phenomenal. On top of that, they did a good job in free agent. Uh, they negated their O-line losses, signing Corey Lindsley, Matt Feeler, and then obviously the drafting of Rashawn Slater. Their O-line is set to protect Herbert. Herbert's obviously the rising star on that team. And then on top of that, some good draft picks with Asante Samuel and And Josh Palmer was somebody I didn't really know a ton about until I looked into some of his highlights. And dude, that guy was a highlight and didn't have great quarterback play or highlight reel, excuse me, and did not have great quarterback play. He had solid quarterback play, but he could have had better quarterback play. And I can only imagine the numbers he would have produced if he had like elite level talent quarterbacks throwing at him. And he has somebody now like Justin Herbert. There is a recipe for success being put together over there in LA. I'm excited to see what the Chargers are going to do. They have a, a pretty solid defense already put together and now with the new coaching staff and everything you know it it sounds like there's a lot of positivity going on over there in LA and the Chargers have a lot to be excited for I expect a lot from them this is a team that I think is going to go from you know toiling at the bottom of the league to a legitimate playoff contender where they're fighting for a number five six seven seed uh, and potentially really giving a run for Kansas City's money so you know I I'm going to sit here and say I have KC at number one, and that's where we're going to pivot to next. But, man, L.A., they are up and coming. I really like what they have going on there. The Chargers are looking good, and I am a very big fan of Herbert, and I have a strong feeling that Herbert is going to be around for a long time slinging the rock in L.A., and it's not bad that you guys went from having Phillip Rivers to Justin Herbert. So shout-out to you, Chargers fans. You guys are in for a good one, in my opinion, over there in L.A. for at least the next like 10 years or so. Things are looking really good over there. Now, obviously at number one, Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl team for the AFC this past year and the year prior, um, they've kind of just like locked and reloaded. They re-upped on the offensive line. And honestly, I don't know if they got better, but they at least reloaded and are right back in the same spot. They, But honestly, you could probably argue they did get better. The signing of Joe Tooney and on top of that, Orlando Brown Jr., those tackle positions re-fortified and ready to roll, which was honestly the biggest reason as to why they struggled in that Super Bowl game against Tampa Bay. And obviously... The X Factor, Patrick Mahomes is there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets an offseason, so hopefully his progress goes even further beyond what he showed in his rookie season. You know, And then the draft class, they didn't have any really early round picks. They didn't pick until round number, um, was it three or four? They, they started picking really late in the draft, I know that. Um, a lot of like upside potential players. So n- nobody that's like required to start day one, but have has an opportunity to sit back, kind of learn a bit and come in here and there and get a feel and grasp for the NFL rather than having to be kind of like tossed to the wolves and sink or swim type deal. But I, there's just so much, there's so much to like about what the chiefs are doing going into this next season. And you know, what is there to not like about Kansas City at this point? I mean, the defense was pretty strong last year, and, you know, yeah, they let up 31 points against Tampa Bay, but it was because that offense could not do anything. When the offense isn't moving, the defense is going to start to fail. The Chiefs' defense was solid when the offense was actually able to do something. So don't look at that Super Bowl as, like, the Chiefs' defense got exposed. The cornerback situation, or DBs, rather, you know, can be a little bit grabby, and that's something I'm not a big fan of in Kansas City. But overall, that defense is solid. 
solid. They have refortified that offensive line and is arguably even better. And that's bonkers to say, in my opinion, because I can't even fathom that this offense could potentially be even better. Uh, so things are looking good in Kansas City, and I'm trying not to bandwagon over here or anything like that. I'm not a Chiefs fan. So for anyone that's watching this and thinking, oh, he must love the Chiefs, I am not a Chiefs fan. But, I mean, there's just so much to like about what they're doing. Things are looking really good in Kansas City. So would I be surprised if they were not the uh, you know number one seed in the AFC, the number two seed in the AFC? I would be pretty damn surprised if they didn't end up being there. But... That is my power rankings for the AFC West. For those of you that are fans of the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Chiefs, let me know down in the comment section below what you guys think. How do you think your teams are going to fare this year? You know, there's a lot of potential upside uh, in this division, you know, and the Chiefs, depending on how the offensive line meshes, could take a step back. And some of these teams, especially like the Chargers, man, you guys have a real solid opportunity to take a massive leap forward. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, you know, make sure you're liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing, all that good stuff. When I'm recording this, I have 98 subs, and this is like three days before it's actually going up. So whether we're at 100 or not, we are closing in on that 100 milestone. So even if we're already there, you know, smash that subscribe button uh, and let people know what we're doing over here on YouTube over on the Greek's Gridiron. But I am Ethan Hrissadulu. I appreciate you all for watching. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. I'll catch you guys later with another video. Have a good one.